You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You are listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads, reliving the Disney movies that we grew up with, now with our kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. And I'm Eddie Ferguson. And on today's episode, we cast off to fight pirates and befriend a gorilla as we review Shipwrecked. But first, J.B., how are you and the family doing? We are doing good. We have recently celebrated a big milestone for Buddy. And let me just tell you, the day before we celebrated his birthday was eventful. We decided uh, he was doing really good with his little stride right bike that has no pedals to it. You just kind of stride around everywhere. He's doing great with it, coasting down some hills and stuff like that. And we're like, man, it's time to go get, get him a bike. So we look online and of course we find the perfect bike. It's a perfect bike. It's a Star Wars themed bike. We order it. We're like, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. We, we kind of fretted a little bit trying to find the right size. Is he 16 inch? Is he 12 inch? What's the thing? But it says right on the box, if you are from 38 inches to this, this is the size bike you need. So we trusted the manufacturing. <laughs> that's Huge that's where you went wrong. Huge mistake. And it didn't help that when we would go to Target to look at the bikes, they were always, his size were always in boxes. They were never out where he could like get on it and try it. Yeah. We should have gone to Walmart. So we, we, get, the, we get the bike. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. There's some fighting words. There's some fighting words. And because we are very Target, we are a red debit card family for, That's us too. <laughs> for them. That's us too. So we get the bike. Uh, I decide, I made the wise decision. I was going to put it together the night before. And that mm. would have been an even worse decision. Instead, I went, opened it up during nap time, put it all together, put it together. I said, hey, honey, come in and check this out. She looks at it. We both knew this thing is way too big. It is, he's not going to be able to fit on it. So we get it. We try to figure out what to do. I'm like researching stuff. I'm like, we got to figure this out. And she's like, hey, why don't we just go to Walmart? I think they have some of these bikes pre-built. So wake up, he wakes up from his nap. We go run over to Walmart. I'm like putting him, I'm having him test drive all of these different bikes. <laughs> He's going from one to another to another, just trying them. And I'm like, this isn't, okay, 16 inch, way too big. We have to return the old bike. I'm trying to see if my, if I can return it to Target. Uh, and then I'm now I'm like worried, does the 12 inch bike even work? Cause he's kind of struggling trying to pedal inside. I'm like, oh no, what have I done? Looking at scooters now. So I, I finally <laughs> calm down, call my wife. We think, okay, let's return the old bike. And we're and this is mind you the day before his party the day before so we're yeah. like what are we gonna do? I look up at my friend. Okay, there's a cars bike over at Target. Mm. That's what we'll do. So I call friend um, and a friend of the family, and he used to own a bike shop. His name is Stu, and he um, gives us some information. About, like, I'm talking with him like, hey, here's what we did, and so. I was like, can my son even paddle? He's having trouble pedaling. He's like, just get him the bike. I think it'll be fine. Get him the 12-inch bike. It'll be all good. So I now we go have dinner. Right after dinner, my wife takes the kids up into bath time. I'm now de-putting the bike back to get, like, putting it all back into the box, then rushing it to Target <laughs> to return it in the, like, 
taped together box. Then I have to go back. There's only one Cars bike 12 inch left and it's not even in the cart. I had to like look up on the map. Where is it in the shop, in the whole store? Go find it. Come home. I love that feature. Oh, it's great. It's phenomenal. I'm like, it was in a completely different section than where it should have been. Right. Bring it home, uh, leaving it in the car. We finish up the rest of the evening. They go up to bed. I am now then putting the bike together, put it all. I'm like, okay, this all looks like it should, but I have no idea until he actually gets on it to know if this actually works. Next morning we get up. And by the way, we've had an entire, we themed everything around Star Wars. The, the decorations, the, the placemats, everything is Star Wars related. And then we roll out the cars, the, the Lightning McQueen bike, red bike, and it doesn't match at all, but it's hilarious. And, and he doesn't realize it, does he? No, he has no idea. But yeah. he had been prepped that the bike was probably going to be coming. So the days leading up to his like Star Wars bike, Star Wars bike, and then uh-huh. sometimes cars bike, sometimes Star Wars bike, sometimes Star Wars. So we finally get it come down. He He's like, oh, this is the bike gets on it and the first thing i'm looking for is can his feet touch the ground he gets on it they touch i'm like oh thank you jesus oh thank god this is this was a close one so then we take him to the park and he's kind of he's doing it but he's not really going very well i can tell the tires aren't filled up all the way the back uh uh, training wheel is kind of wobbly and i'm like oh no is this how is he gonna like it he pushes it most of the time we're there come home we're having his party that that evening and Stu comes over and he um, I'm like, oh, yeah, here's the bike. Oh, I need to I need to fix this wheel. So I get down to like turn one of the wheels and he just I catch eye contact with and he's just like, Mm-mm. I can just tell this is a guy who knows what he's doing and I have no idea what I'm doing. So he comes over and he's like, well, you need the, the wheels can't really touch the ground. They got to be up a little bit higher. So you're mostly riding. I'm like, OK, doing this little thing. He then brings out a pump and pumps up in two seconds. Gets it out there, and my son is flashing back and forth on this bike. <laughs> like I love it. Yes, and at the same time, it was like I know. Way nothing. to go, Stu. Yes, thank you. So thank you, Stu, yes. for your help. It was it saved the day. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> so that is my story for I how our family it. is doing right now. I love it. Now it, he needs to like sit on the bike in the living room and watch a Cars movie at the same time. I think he actually did. I think that well, I think that was yeah. today. They because uh, he that got totally his friend brought over do. his friend brought over a toy, and so they they watched a little uh, bit of today. I love it. I love it. Well, happy birthday! That's happy a good birthday, one, for buddy. Him. Yeah. So uh, we are still in 1991, which we covered some of the 1991 news in our previous episode. Uh, so we thought we would bring you up to speed on some breaking serious news that breaking has serious happened. News. Although when they actually listen to this episode, it might not be it's not as breaking. breaking. Rick Moranis was attacked. Someone on this good green earth had the gumption to, as the uh, headline says, unprovoked attack, Un- which I... Provoked. I, I appreciate that they clarified Rick Moranis did nothing. He was not out wrong. there hitting people. He was not he out there did stealing purses. Nothing to provoke this. He was attacked randomly in New York City. He is okay for those of you who are holding your breath in in suspense. Uh, he is fine. I feel so bad for him because he really has done nothing for the past twenty years. 
He's just <laughs> sat at home with his family, taking care of his family. He comes out of hiding to, to one, sign up to do the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and the, Honey, <laughs> hun, the Shrunk movie, number four in the series. Then he does a Ryan Reynolds commercial. Right. He's just trying to get back home, just trying to get back to with his family until they start shooting again once COVID's <laughs> over. And he gets assaulted in New York City. Did you see his commercial on for Mint Mobile? <laughs> oh, it was great. It was great. I think we we touched so on it a little random. bit in episode two of Honey, <coughs> we made a Disney podcast. But it's great. You should go rewatch it. But this is just so sad. This is like this is legitimately sad seeing because he's not a massive human being. He is no. not Ryan Reynolds ish who can or Chris Evans or whoever. He, he, there's no way he's t- taller than me. And actually, like, Chris Chris Evans shares his shares his distraught emotion right now. My blood on Twitter, Chris Evans at Chris Evans. My blood is boiling. Find this man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. We all are echoing the same thing. But how crazy I, is I, that? I would say he's a national treasure, but he's not American. He's Canadian. He can still be an American treasure. We adopted him. Oh, for sure. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is also Canadian, right? They're the 51st state. Now, now I get Canadian hate mail. Now we get Canadian hate I mail. I love Canada. If we, get any ma- if we get any mail at all, if we get any mail. If we get any mail at all, that'd be great. But that is your, <laughs> that is your Disney news update for oh. today. We just want to make sure you were up to date on the latest happening in Disney movie news. That's all the news we got to because we have... Another underground, underground classic, really underground movie to talk about today. The 1991 classic deep cut, Shipwrecked. Cue the Disney-ish sound effect. Okay, IMDb, what do you have for description for us? For shipwrecked, shipwrecked, a young, (laughs) a young Norwegian boy in 1850s England, there's already Mm. moving parts here, goes to work as a cabin boy and discovers some of his shipmates are actually pirates. Pirates? This plot has never come up in any other Disney movie ever. Uh, this is such a deep cut that you texted me seriously is and you you said is this eve is this really a disney movie like you thought that i put this on the movie list by mistake i did i had i had a moment of i think eddie is i'm getting i'm getting rickrolled right now (laughs) only he's making me watch the movie and not just putting a rick how far how far into the movie did you get and you you were thinking this. I mean the title itself I've literally never heard of this movie it's got a great poster. oh really it's got a great poster but I've literally never heard of this film for so this is a Eddie childhood classic how oh I, w- I was sure there was no way you had seen this like yes. we were somehow you've seen shipwrecked and you hadn't seen white fang I know I know I know I know I totally but I loved this movie um, especially there's this movie. Let's just uh, get it out in the, in the upfront here. Okay. We're really discussing two movies here, right? 
because the title is slightly misleading. The title is Shipwrecked. That's the second half of the movie. It's literally the midpoint the, of the film right. is when they get shipwrecked. Right. So you're just on a voyage. <laughs> yes. For the majority of this film. It should be ship part one, shipwrecked part two, right? <laughs> um, no, but I, I did. I loved this movie so much. And what is so funny is maybe uh, six weeks ago, my parents had all the grandkids over at their house. So my sister's kids are over there and they randomly picked this movie on Disney Plus. No, they did not. Randomly Wait a picked who, this. who right. picked this? I have no idea. I just walk in did, and they're did watching. Did Martha pick this? No, I no, because she wasn't there. They, um, they were off doing something. So mom and dad were watching the kids. And so I walk in and it's towards the end of it. And my mom is like, Eddie. You'll never believe the movie we just watched. And uh, Joel starts explaining it to me. And I'm like, oh, what was Joel's explanation for this film? They loved it. They thought it was amazing for the rest of their time at Grandma and Grandpa's. They're playing pretend shipwrecked, you know, like they're what was their booby traps for pirates? Okay, the booby traps. No. So and and that's what's so funny is even when you talk to them and when I remember back to the movie, I only remember the second half of the movie. It's I don't remember part the first B. part. Shipwrecked part it, B. Right. The is, second is half what you is remember. when he's actually shipwrecked. You just you just fast forward the VHS. You get one of those little car they, things that like rewinds it and but you go I half, half the time. One. I just have I just found it. It was always a car um, too. You put it in the yeah, car. And a nice car, down. like a Corvette. Yeah, of course. So uh they loved it. They and watched it again the no, next they did day. Not. Watched it again the next day. I'm I'm heartbroken. <laughs> what what's what's humorous is I I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid because oh. I just what were what were your loved... fa- so the booby traps is that really what it what oh it was? yeah like the whole like a kid living on his own on a deserted he island is surprisingly like, comfortable I can do this right He's surprisingly comfortable on his own on a desert island does not have a care in the world. And he also finds that treasure really quick. Oh, super. And, and, really and, you know, He doesn't even know. He's literally washed up on some random shore off of his ship after a hurricane or whatever. And the second day he's there, he finds treasure. And it wasn't even hard. Oh, I, I would have found it in the first day. Um, I'm, I'm happy for you that <laughs> you would have been even faster. No, I, I just, uh, the yeah, speed, no, the, the, this is a the kid. whole like living, um, on your own. Like I, I just could put myself as a kid in his shoes or lack of shoes on the, the desert Island. Um, and, and live that adventure. Like it was, so I love, um, I love that kind of style of, of adventure series. Right. Um, like a Robert Louis Stevenson novel is just, oh, I love a good... Um, you talking Swiss Family Robinson or am I mixing things up? No, he didn't write Swiss Family Robinson. He wrote Treasure Island, which okay. is a, another one of that. Um, oh, Swiss it's, Family got, Robinson. It's, got some, it's got a lot of echoes. There's a, it's lot, got a lot of, of echoes. echoes. It's got a lot of echoes. No, like this movie definitely borrows on some Swiss Family Robinson, some Treasure Island, and some Robinson Crusoe, which were all three like 
favorite movies, loved the book Robinson Crusoe, loved the 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 book Treasure Island, like that type of um, adventure series type of, of I'll, story I'll give it. I'll has give it always that. resonated deeply with me. It no, it is it is interesting that the main character's name is Hawken, which sounds all awful lot like Jim Hawkins from, from Treasure, Treasure Island. Island, which there's just so, the and the idea of <laughs> he's on a crew and they happen to be pirates. What? What? I don't know this story before. I was like, come on. If he would have had a peg leg, that would have been the only, that would have been, that would have put me over. So I will will give um, it to you. The, the treasure, the, uh, the booby traps, the fact that the booby traps don't work. And then the one does work when they need it to, when they catapult themselves across, across (laughs) with this thing. That also, I mean, we have to talk about, we we have to spend, uh, carve out at least a little bit of time to talk about the gorilla. I was going to say, please say the gorilla. Please say the gorilla. And, and it's great. Uh, that arguably co- one of the worst gorilla suits in the history of cinema. Like, it's just so obvious that this is some heavy dude in a gorilla suit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm crying. <laughs> the this. So first off, when the when the I was so flabbergasted, I didn't catch what was happening when he jumps on the trampoline and flies. <laughs> and you see the gorilla, like a flying gorilla through the air. I didn't know what happened. I just moved on. And then I was like, it was like a a bad event in your life, and you just black it out. <laughs> and then and then they. And then when they come back and they do it, I'm like, oh, that was real. That actually happened in this movie. But the whole scene where he's crying like we are, we're crying like we are because he's thinking about his mom and he wakes up and he's got a tear down his eye and he looks over and and (laughs) he's just looking at him. And then he comes down, he saunters horribly acted and he just puts his arm out like a human and touches him on the shoulder. Shoulder, <laughs> and then he moves on with his day. It was, I was dying, and and he literally, it he doesn't. I was expecting him to come in and save his life in the end, like bring it around full circle. You could lift the, the, the Tarzan, the, the monk, the gorilla storyline out of the film, out and no and impact, no impact whatsoever. Uh, here's the other thing, like I, I want to know, like. Where the gorilla come from? What's its backstory? Like and gorillas, he, gorillas are not native to South Pacific but, Islands. Like, in case you were curious on, on zoology here, like, how did is this a part of the pirate's treasure? Like, gold blooms aren't enough. I want. I want a, a, a also, gorilla. he steals the gorilla's home in the tree. <laughs> Which one, I don't know that they live in the trunk of the tree, but he steals the gorilla's home and, and all he is all he did to fend it off was with a trumpet. And then they become friends. <laughs> and then they're friends. And then they're he, they're not he's not he's just gone after his real friends oh. come back. The gorilla, it I, I was losing it. I was like, what that's when I texted you. That was the moment where I was like, what did I just watch? 
<laughs> I, I need to look it up because I think you you were like, is this really a Disney movie? Are you pranking me right now? It was it was special. But the other things that just like got <laughs> it me was special. The other thing was like he's a kid. He didn't know how to tie knots at all, at all. <laughs> and then they they teach him how they have the whole montage of him learning how to do things. He comes yeah. to this island and he suddenly knows <laughs> how to climb trees. How to, yes. that he knows that coconuts are what you eat, how to get sustenance, how to make a fire, created a sled to transport everything, can make booby traps, makes a forget the canoe scene, the canoe scene of him making like going from I should get over to that island five minutes later, making the canoe, it sinks, makes a new canoe, it sinks, makes a third canoe, makes an it iterates on his canoe. Oh, yeah. And he's Perfecting able to do all that. Design. Basically in the same day. Oh, it is. Uh, so I, I was shocked at just, I don't, of, of course, you know, you, you're far more forgiving as a kid. Um, and oh, so yeah. as I'm watching this now, again, all these years later, I'm like how, what the production quality is awful. <laughs> like, like this isn't even comparable to uh, even like White Fang. Like, come on! Like, well, why is this so bad? They used real. They use a real bear and a real <laughs> and real wolves in White Fang, and they just shot <laughs> Put that a man to the in wind. a gorilla suit. It was completely different production teams. Like, one's like, let's get really authentic and, and get and, into the wild on nature documentary. The and, other one's like, hey George, I think you can fit in this gorilla suit. And and George is like. The second cameraman or the you know, second like, AD is George. like, please, yeah. God, no, please don't put me in. I just want to clap this off real quick. <laughs> so, so all joking aside, if you have not seen the movie Shipwrecked, please go to Disney Plus right now. And fa- you can just fast forward the first half of the movie. You don't need it. You'll scrub. You'll notice when he's actually shipwrecked. And you've got to watch this like it is fantastic. And so uh, so I I had to look this up, right? Because I'm going, there's no way that Disney did actually make this movie because (laughs) the production quality is awful. It's It's awful. (laughs) Like, I think the movies you and I made in high school (laughs) may have better production value than this movie. So come to find out that this was actually not produced directly by Disney. Shocker. This was shocker. shocker. This was produced by a consortium of Scandinavian companies. And Disney participated in that uh, consortium. Pretty much they said, we'll give you some money if you give us the U.S. You know, rights, uh, the English rights to be able to release this. So they filmed it. In Norwegian, and what I love is the the scenes of Norwegian were dubbed. In Norway? Oh no, you're talking they were speaking. No, no, Norwegian. the language. Yeah, they're speaking the language Norwegian. It's dubbed in English by the actors who did their part, which begs the question: Why didn't they just record in English in the first part? Like, you know, you're going to release this to an English speaking audience. Like, and so if if you watch it, it especially happens like in the scenes when they're in Norway, you can notice like 
it's obviously dubbed. Like the the lips are just slightly off yeah. and, and weird through it all. And you're like, if you're all doing your own English version anyway, why don't you just record two versions of it on the day of? It, it makes sense because there's only one name actor in the whole thing. It's Gabrielle Byrne, uh, who plays Lieutenant John Merrick. He was also in uh, Usual Suspects. He, mm-hmm. he plays that part in uh, a few years later. Um, and the the rest of the actors, yeah, they all feel very um, the they're Norwegian, Norwegian yeah, they're actors. Which I mean, it is a Norwegian story of a kid. You know, the tale tales oldest time. Norwegian kid goes to London, then gets on a boat, takes you to Calcutta, takes you to Australia, then it takes you to Calcutta to eventually get down to where we are in this. Uh, that makes more sense that it didn't originate from Disney itself. Um, another random plot point to this film. He's trying to get to Calcutta, but he's trying to also get to his island. Like he's taking over the ship and they just happen to get shipwrecked on the one island where his treasure's at. What? This is straight up. And to speak, it kind of is out of Moana. She gets, she gets stranded on the exact island with <laughs> where she's trying to get to but she to had get a to the rock to, to get to the rock directing. and it's the same thing because then there's the moana's people are on the neighboring island and which why didn't they go get them to help fight the their own their enemies from this lieutenant merrick why didn't they bring like no it's good we got we got two kids and a kind of adult that they're going to take on this whole army of pirates no we'll we'll leave all well, maybe, of the warriors at the other freaking island i think they assumed the gorilla would play a more significant role if there's if there is deleted scenes of <laughs> the gorilla just coming out and banging on his chest and bonking someone or whatever i want that i want that footage i just i i don't even want the deleted scene i want the behind the scenes of the guy like taking off his gorilla suit and like smoking a cigarette being like what are you guys making me do here like, what the heck is going on <laughs> oh, oh so this, it, this it explains so much i i also found like this um that consortium wanted to make this movie intentionally to create a different robinson crusoe style like the name of the movie in Norwegian, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce at all because I don't speak that language at all, but it literally is a Norwegian Robinson. Wow, they didn't even try to hide it. They didn't even try to hide it. Like, yeah, we're trying to um, we're trying to uh, rip off Robinson Crusoe here. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, there was some. There was a few parenting things I had in here. Being a dad, thinking about this. One, did you notice how glee, gleeful, uh, uh, Hawkins' dad was when he sends him out? So he comes home. He's limping. He's hurt his foot. He cannot go back and help save the family. He tells Hawkins. I've given you this commission, aka mm. a death wish. <laughs> right. And the son's so excited. So then the the guy who owns the farm comes to collect the farm because he knows that he can't collect the money. 
with and his snobby bratty with kid. his snobby bratty kid who he gets his comeuppance in the end mm. he's like oh no we can't pay them or we're gonna lose the farm and then the son says i'll do it and the dad looks up and he's he's got a twinkle in his eye and i'm and then he's like <laughs> i've got this commission hands it i'm gonna be the cabin boy of this ship and the guy's like you are going to be the cabin boy of this ship great idea and the dad's like that's my son gonna go save the family or whatever and i'm like this is horrible you're sending your kid off to go pay this and you were excited about it also also if they're collecting this farm that means there's back pay owed them and they're totally fine not getting paid for another two three four years if that boy even comes back where what did nobody like step in to go for a second like Maybe this isn't a fair trade. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Cuz let's be honest, okay, so we're talking like 1850s, a wooden sailing vessel from Norway to Australia up to Calcutta, India and back. That's going to take you some time. It's going to take you years. <laughs> yes. If you even come back. And and he says, I'm going to be on, I need to be on this voyage for two years. You can't right. let me go or you can't release me from the ship or kick me off the ship. How is that a fair trade? And this kid isn't coming back. And this dad's just like, that's my boy. I, I didn't it. understand. Also, when they came back, this is another thing. He didn't just come straight home to see his family. No, he stopped off. At the clerk's house, the to Pay, to pays to the pay, debt, buys the house to buy the house before he comes home. Like you wouldn't just go straight home and let's go buy the house together or Come anything on, like let's that. Go no, do sorry, it together, we got to go to the clerk's house. Then we also got to go get the guy's son so he can then carry our luggage. It, it must be some Norwegian cultural thing that we are unaware of. Well, obviously, because obviously, obviously, obviously we don't we get it. Not. But that was my as like a dad being like. What is happening right here? What is this dynamic that you are so excited to send your kid off on a boat? Uh, so w- what are we going to rate this? How many fruit snacks out of five are you going to give this here? Are we going to rate them per half of the movie? First half, <laughs> second half? Because it sounds sure, like you would, sure. give, you would give the second half a little bit more fruit snacks than the first half. Okay, so first half of the movie is a half of root snack because <laughs> not even a full fruit snack. No, no, yeah, and and it's the hazing didn't do it for you. <laughs> no, and it, it 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 drags, and I even remember that as a kid. Like, yeah, let's get to the let's good part. Get to the put. Let's get to the title of the movie here. Um, the second half. For nostalgia's sake, it gets, uh, I would say, a, a solid one and a half fruit snacks. It gets, you know, a, a whole extra one there for nostalgia's sake. But um, yeah, it was quite interesting to go back and rewatch it because I, I had fond memories. Remember this well. But um, yeah, it, it didn't hold up to to memory. I'm going to give yeah first half it. I mean, I'm going to bite off half the fruit snack and give it the leftover half. Half. I mean. So are we down to like a quarter of a fruit snack by then? I don't know. I'm going to give it the, I'm going to give it the half a fruit snack. And uh, I would I would barely. The one is only. 
the the one is mostly for the gorilla. The gorilla. The gorilla. That's also why it's only getting one because the gorilla was so bad. And, and seriously, if the if instead of the booby trap pulling uh, Merrick out, I think if the gorilla had like swung in and taken him out, uh, it it would have been five fruit snacks for me. <laughs> five fruit snacks. <laughs> well, if the fruit snacks are one part of our evaluation, but Eddie, uh, what their parents, his parents aren't dead in this. They are, they're no. actually alive. He might have almost been dead. <laughs> Let's just say the parents are, have their wits about them. How, how is this movie different? Um, well, he never would have had let's, to. Have- let's say the dad, his ankle isn't broken. Well, so that's what's interesting, right, is even, I I guess you don't know, like, what what came first? Did he break his ankle first, or did he... um, Purchase his son's... Or did he get the, yeah, you know, did the captain... Did they go together on this voyage to save the family farm? And that's what I, I, I don't know. I don't know if this movie is really worth uh, teasing that out enough, because there's already enough plot holes to begin with. I don't know if his parents can really fill those in. Yeah, maybe his dad was the one inside the gorilla suit. That would have been a touching all along a touching moment right there. If this was being remade in 2020, you know, we would be making that the the plot twist of this film. He was there all along in the the shadows. Grabs his head. I am your father, Hawken. What? What? I thought you had a broken ankle. He's like, yeah, that's why I limped over here. <laughs> yeah, and they have made this movie. It's called Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> they remade it five years so later. Good, so good. <laughs> Which I we will get to. We we will get to Muppet Treasure Island. Now, granted, uh, there's about fifty movies that they made between 1991 and 96 when Muppet Treasure Island came out. So we're gonna be a little bit away. It'll be a while. We'll probably forget about the gorilla by then. But oh my goodness, uh, yeah, that I, I mean, don't know. That gorilla will stick with you for sure. For they, sure, if they're making this in 2020, they are for sure getting more American actors into the film. <laughs> so, do we have any dad tips based off of this movie? Yeah, uh, don't send your kid off to save the family farm with a smile on your face. Just, just maybe protest just a little bit. I think the dad tip here is don't waste any time teaching your kid any survival skills because he, he's just got them it's innately. Nature. It's, it's, it's nature. Nature versus nurture. Nature wins. So what you do, instead of teaching him these things, you just maroon him on a deserted island and tell him there's pirate treasure. It comes out of every boy. And to help you observe, to make sure he's actually learning these things naturally on your own, you dress up in a gorilla suit and keep eye on him. Here we go. Pro dad tip right there for you. Pro dad tips right there. So uh, our question for this uh, episode, I'm actually going to go to one character that we have just totally glossed over because she's really just not worth kind of going on. Probably the most annoying character, the random girl who stows away on the ship. I don't know about you. I would rat her out. I'd be like, yeah, she's annoying. This is a moral, moral conundrum. 
that yeah. he brought out. Go, here she is, Captain. Like, one, she's annoying. And two, it's like, this is the rules, right? But he doesn't. He hides her. And then ultimately, that's what he gets in trouble. So the today's question, this episode's question is, would you rat her out? Or would you hide her and feed her? Which would, which would you do? So if you want to respond to this week's poll question, you can go over to honeywemade.com slash listener. You can also check out some of our other previous poll questions that we have up there for other episodes as well. And while you're on the site, you know, why don't you jump over to the slash movies page where we have all of the movies that we're going to be talking about in this, everything from 1988 to 2005 see our other previous episodes but you can see your favorites that are coming up next and eddie what is the next movie we'll have to see if we can track it down the next movie on the list is wild hearts can't be broken another another deep cut (laughs) another deep cut um but i can't find a copy of it it's not on disney plus so if we are unsuccessful we will be looking at The Rocketeer. Which I believe is another favorite of yours. It is. That is. Right? It, it is. is. Another di- and also a, a, a cut. It is, it's not, it's not up so there. So it was not, not a there. wild success when it first came out, but it is now kind of considered kind of in that cult classic kind of category of Disney live action. This movie was directed by Joe Johnson, the same guy who did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, right. yes. So um, hopefully we can find copies of Wild Hearts Can Be Broken so that my heart can be broken all over again as it was so often in childhood. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm having difficulty finding it right now. So if we cannot do that, we'll have to put that one on pause and you'll be hearing The Rocketeer. Thank you for listening to this week. Please subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, unfortunately, I got to go. I got to test out my own gorilla suits that I'm now ordering on Amazon. <laughs> Get sized. Get sized for your gorilla suit. Thanks for listening. 